Hello everyone and welcome back to Young Professionals Guide where we inform you about different careers and industries to help you build your own future. In the last episode, Eric, Sebastian and I were talking about interviews, what they're like, how to prepare for them and so on. And today we're going to be talking about a complementing topic which is resumes. But before we start, let me introduce you our guest here, Anna Marie, who is a senior recruitment consultant at Yacht, where Eric and I work, but in a different region, though that doesn't really matter, since we're all working remotely now. Back to the introduction, she is a true master of communication, who likes to make both parties happy, because happiness can be fun sometimes. Most importantly, as the role suggests, she's a connector of people and organizations, because I guess communication can be a key sometime. Who knew? Eric, Anna Marie, how are you guys doing? Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing uh, doing great, thank you. How are you two? Oh, tiny bit of hungry, but I'm always hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking before we had this conversation. You guys know each other from the past. Yeah. Uh, IBM was it, right? Yeah. Eric and I worked uh, in-house at IBM uh, for Yacht. And we worked there for like a year or something. Yeah, a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then I uh, left the organization. And uh, after nine months, I came back here. Yeah. Oh, pretty cool. So tiny bit of history between you. Yeah. Went to her wedding, even danced on her wedding. And I'm not a dancer. <laughs> that says something. <laughs> Thank you for coming here. Can you tell us, well, an interesting fact about yourself to the audience? Oh, an interesting fact. Hmm. Or just a fact, it doesn't have to be interesting. Uh, my husband and I are quite the grill masters. We have a, a big green egg. And every weekend we have something uh, on the barbecue. So uh, if this goes all well, you're uh, both invited. Count me in. <laughs> Will you dance? Not for you. <laughs> Shame. But hey, we're here to talk about CVs. We're starting this conversation. We're starting this recording. I'm thinking right now, okay, I'm sitting in front of a screen. I have a blank page. Where do I start writing? Where do I get inspiration? Should I add anything on the top? Does my name need to be big? Does it have to be small? What, uh, what would you be interested to see in as someone who goes through thousands of CVs throughout her lifetime? That's a lot of questions at once, uh, to be honest. But I'll start with the, with the blank uh, page. I think everybody who starts orienting on the a job market has some experience, has some education, has done something in the past. Uh, maybe not work-related, but you've done things. Those are the things you want to put on your CV. The goal of your CV is to give a recruiter an overview of who you are and what you have done. And there are a lot of templates online, uh, which I recommend to read some, to look at them from what do they have in common? Where do they differ? What suits me best? There are some things that as a recruiter, I really like to see in a CV. Contact details, for instance, is something that's really important because if you put your uh, CV in, an, in a website, I want to be able to reach you. If you want a professional email address uh, added to your personal information on your CV. So Radiant Blazed420 is not a good email. It never was. It never will. <laughs> Damn it. I wouldn't recommend me. it. Those bastards. <laughs> Just a quick interruption though, Anne-Marie. Um, would you recommend that they look at templates to get inspiration how to write things down and then start writing and then pick the template which suits you or... You don't have to use a template to make a great CV. For me, it doesn't matter if it is uh, perfectly designed and has great colors and things. For me, the content is most important. So it's good to look at templates. It's okay to use them, but most important thing in a CV, I want to meet you. I want to get an overview of who you are. And if there is a template that fits with you, then perfect, use it. 
but make sure it has a lot of information in it that you will need for this job you're applying for. Yeah, a normal email address. You can add a hyperlink with your uh, LinkedIn address. That's something uh, uh, we'll discuss later as well. That's also great to add, but uh, that's the personal info. That's what I would start with. It shouldn't be uh, a motivational letter. It should be about who you are and what you like and what gives you energy. I always like to read that and it gives, uh, at the first page, it gives a great overview of who you are. Then work experience or education. That are some both, I think, very important. Both should be on there. But... Both should be on there, but I don't really mind the, the order. I will start looking uh, for it uh, uh, for sure. Can you, by the way, to clarify personal profile in contrast to the motivation, do you have your personal profile? Uh, a personal profile differs from a, a motivation letter because a motivation letter is uh, very specific for that job. In a personal profile, I'm looking more for for who you are, uh, maybe something about your competencies, uh, what drives you, what gives you energy. So I have my profile. In my job, I love to show different sides of myself. I like to interview candidates and also clients, to work with colleagues, to organize, to take the initiative. And uh, of course, I try to do it good process, good administrative way. That's something, it says something about me. It doesn't really uh, say something about me as a recruiter. It has some things, but it, it says something about my uh, me as a person. And that's something I like in a personal profile. So not the grilling part? No. no. I find it very important. Hmm? I Sorry? find the grilling part very important. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, food is life. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about food again. I'm hungry, guys, let's go on. <laughs> Next, I would like to ask you, uh, you said that you want to talk about the CV and LinkedIn. Yeah. What did you like to say about this? I'm quite curious. There are some differences between uh, LinkedIn and a CV. There are some uh, modern companies who let you apply your LinkedIn profile as an application. You see that more and more, but there are also companies who would like to see a more traditional CV. So I think it's great to have both. What really is important is that your LinkedIn is matching with your CV. In LinkedIn, there can be less information, but specific companies you have worked with uh, has to be on LinkedIn and has to be on uh, your CV. And I think LinkedIn is great for recommendations. If you have worked somewhere or you did an internship, try to see if your manager is willing to write a recommendation on LinkedIn. Those are the things as a recruiter, I look and see, does this person have recommendations? Because it says a lot of things. It usually says, this is somebody who's actively working on building his online presence by getting recommendations. And in the recommendation, it's an opinion of a former employer who says something about your performance, about uh, your qualities. And of course, it's always good information, positive information, but I like to read it. I really like to read it. And you usually put the phrase like uh, references upon a request, while in LinkedIn, you can have them on your profile. That's something I really recommend. But as I said, LinkedIn can be used uh, with less information. In a CV, I expect that for jobs you have done, that there is extended information about the company, what your responsibilities and tasks are, and maybe some results or some actions you did there. But in a LinkedIn 
profile. Um, I think it's okay to mention the company you worked with, the position you had, and maybe a short description of what you have done there. It doesn't need to be extended. I just finished college, as an yeah. example. Yeah. I'm way too old for that. I did some internships, but yeah. I don't have any work experience. What should I write down on LinkedIn then? Definitely what your assignments were uh, at your internships. What did you do there? Uh, usually you wrote a report or something, or you give some advice or try to mention those things on your uh, LinkedIn profile and also on your uh, CV. Yeah. I'm also still looking for the right picture on LinkedIn. Any advice on that one? Yeah, always make sure that uh, it's a professional photo. And with that, I mean, don't put bar photos or party photos on uh, uh, LinkedIn or on your uh, CV. Make sure it has good lighting and make sure it has a, a smiling face on it. Not too much, but a decent smile and a good plain background is best. Yeah, I can also imagine that you're wondering, do I like it if you put a photo on your CV? I always like it to see people, uh, how they look and uh, what kind of person uh, they are. But um, I work at an, uh, at an agency. That means that we have strict rules about uh, GDPR. But usually, if they see your name, they can uh, LinkedIn as well. And if they see your picture there, then that's also fine. A professional, good photo, good lighting, and not from 10 years ago. <laughs> and you're also saying that when, once you graduate, that you should, if you don't have it, uh, open a LinkedIn account. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you are in college or university right now, try to add your classmates because now they're all in the same education that you are doing. Contact them if you want to find a new job or they're doing something interesting. Maybe they can help you. So it's always good to add those people to your LinkedIn while you're still in school. Do you think there is a trend in how CVs are made, displayed? Is it something that you are safe with the classic one or do you need to update your cv or how your cv looks every x amount of years um, i think you should update your uh, cv on every application that you do it's really important to make a base cv but for every application you do you use uh, specific words that they use in their job application to your CV. So you make it very clear to the recruiter that you are the ideal candidate for that job. I think it's more and more going that you can upload your LinkedIn profile into a system and that a, a CV isn't uh, necessary anymore. You have my CV in front of you. Uh, what, what stands out for you? Most important is, is that if you have a job vacancy, you look, what do they need? What are the skills required for this job? And how do I match? I think in a time where we uh, live now and, and the coronavirus is going on, we see that a lot of people are getting laid off and uh, scarcity is, is getting less. Uh, for a lot of position, I normally don't have candidates who applied for themselves. I always have to contact them on, on LinkedIn, for instance. Uh, but now I see that a lot of people are applying because they lost their job. When people are applying and there are, let's say, 100 for one application, I as a recruiter check the job vacancy. What does my client need? 
and what do I see in like six seconds in this uh, CV? If the right words that I'm looking uh, from the job vacancy in the CV are there, then I start reading it, really reading it, reading the motivation letter, reading what this person has done. So it's really important to make absolutely clear for the recruiter that you are the best match for this, uh, this job by using their words. So you do use control F. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. It's not something I, I, I do a lot because like I said, I'm used to uh, not having a lot of uh, choices and I really have to try to connect to people and persuade them to come and work for my client. Now it's changing. So now I have more options. I have more candidates. So yeah, and I still have to write a response to everybody. So yeah, you want to quick scan the candidates, yeah. No, I, I do think it is a good tip to people starting that scan your own CV as well and yeah. use Control F to see how often a word pops up. Uh, so if you're looking for your Azure uh, gradient, would be good to have a Control F check on your resume and how often is Azure mentioned in your resume? Is that once or is it 10 times? Yeah. Um, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. An, an interesting thing that you mentioned that is also a bit of a trendy right now, a lot of people are getting laid off uh, due to the circumstances. How would you describe those gaps in a CV, whether it's uh, due to uh, the pandemic that is going on? This is 2020 right now that we're in, just uh, for a time note. How would you describe the, the gap, whether you're having a year off or you're just taking a break from work, you've been laid off because of the situation, what would you put in? Uh, I would also always try to keep your uh, CV a positive presentation of yourself. So words like uh, like being laid off or uh, uh, reorganization. I'm not sure if if yeah it adds value if you uh, if you add it. So what I do see, especially with young people, they go on a trip. I think it's now kind of hard or something. Of course, you're gonna get questions about gaps in your CV. And uh, most likely there will be good explanations for it. And with the, with the coronavirus, it can happen that you've lost your job in the beginning of this year. What have you done in the meantime? Uh, most people don't sit at home and, and do nothing. You need to hope that a lot of people are doing that. But in any case, it is definitely good to mention. Uh, what if you don't have the opportunity or the chance to learn new skills or uh, develop yourself in one way or another because you have to take care of someone? Is it something that you should mention? Um, it, it depends. And it's also something you can ask the recruiter. So, for instance, call me. And, and tell me the information like, okay, I have to take care of a family member for the past uh, few, uh, few months. And then I can advise you because I, as a recruiter, I know that client. I know that he, uh, for instance, uh, doesn't like uh, to hear uh, about family drama. So then it's maybe better to keep something like a gap or uh, just say uh, job seeking. And for another client who is very compassionate and has a similar situation, it's best to mention it. So you can always ask the recruiter that's mentioned at the job vacancy for more information. So cool. Pick up the phone. Yeah, definitely. Calling people. Calling people. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. But if we're going now to an uh, economic recession, then you want to stand out. We probably are in an economic recession. Who would have thought? 
Is this something that we have to consider when writing down a CV or whenever pitching yourself? This is something that we always have to keep in mind that you're not the only one. There are always hundreds and hundreds of more people that are in the same situation as you. In the first episode, uh, Angelo, Danny and I were talking about the fact that you need to walk in there, show your papers, uh, present yourself. And uh, funnily enough, a couple of weeks ago, my girlfriend did the same thing. Uh, she just walked in there. There were no signs or anything that they were looking for people. And she presented herself saying, hey, uh, by the way, are you looking for people? This is me. Can I come here next time when your boss is here? Yeah. It worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to stand out because, again, don't forget, lots of people are in the same situation as you are. You're not the only one. You're not special. I'm going to repeat that. You are not special. There are thousands of people like you. Stand out. Yeah. Definitely. Do you see some sort of a difference between how guys are writing their CV compared to how girls are writing it? And is there a way of uh, looking at them differently for the same role? Yeah, (laughs) hot topic. Uh, To be honest, I'm an IT recruiter. So the most uh, applicants that I deal with are men, unfortunately. But so sorry for you. Yeah, but luckily I do have uh, hired uh, several uh, women uh, here in IT, so I'm very proud. But uh, you see that women in general pay more attention to uh, the layout and uh, the grammar and things like that. That's that's a difference. That's why I always say to people, please check your grammar if everything is right and no weird tabs or spaces uh, between it. I think you know, women are more precise at that. But yeah, I don't think I see other differences. I think there are some people, men and women, who don't give much information, don't tell a lot about their responsibilities. And there are some people who do that a lot. So, But I'm not sure if I should mention this example because it's from a cool blue. Uh, it's kind of like the Amazon of the Netherlands. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. And uh, it has uh, everything like uh, stars to rate a product and uh, certain lines and a certain scarcity like uh, only available if you order this month and things like that. What he did with his resume was use the complete format of a web page of Cool Blue to make his CV. What would you describe for yourself as a good CV? Some bullet points for the listeners. Oh, that's a good starter. Bullet points. Ooh. Yeah. There are several articles about how many bullet points you should use. Some say maximum of three, some say maximum of five, some say no maximum. With regards to uh, applying for a role at a company where there's no vacancy, last week Sebastian was telling about preparing for an interview where you go on their website, get the information, go on LinkedIn, see what kind of connections there are. For more information, go back to the last episode. Is it fair enough to say that you use that preparation, like you're preparing for an interview, and put the information in your resume? Yeah, and in your motivation uh, letter, yeah. You also add some things in your personal profile, if suitable. So if I'm applying with Green Egg Company, then <laughs> I would write down, I love grilling. Or <laughs> for instance, going yeah. to the parties where you yeah, are grilling. Yeah, definitely. Because... Uh, people who are inviting you for an interview they want to be able to relate to you and of course they want that business-wise but if you have a shared hobby or a shared interest it's always good to mention that Uh, we worked at IBM and one of the uh, managers there was a cyclist and if a candidate was that as well I would also put that in the CV so that even if it isn't a match they have some sort of connection and that's something you want yeah it's, it's a good icebreaker again yeah, we mentioned that definitely good thing that you say that thanks yeah. yeah guys i think so far we have enough 
So to sum things up, if you're out of inspiration of ideas about how to start your CV, there is a lot of templates online which you can use. It's important to have your contact details, a very professional email, so radian420blazit at gmail.com won't do. If you have a similar one, well, you can always open a new one. And have a good photo with a smile and a clean background. If you could describe yourself as a person, that would be a nice addition. Besides that, you can always attach a motivational letter. The difference between both being is that the motivational letter is job specific. As the name suggests for the motivational letter, you just write in there why you want to work there, what motivates you to get that role. And the other one is a bit more expressing who you are as a person, your hobbies, for example, what you like, what you don't, and uh, explains a bit about your character traits because everyone has them. As Anna Marie just enlightened us, it's nice to update your CV on every application. Therefore, it's always handy to have a base CV. So uh, in the base one is the bullet points about yourself and then maybe adjust it uh, according to what the company likes, uh, maybe a bit in their theme or maybe highlight a bit more of the words that match them. And talking about highlighting words, recruiters are sometimes looking for the amount of times the skill they want appears in your CV with a control F. So if they're looking with someone with skill X, let's say, they're looking how many times it actually appears in the CV of the candidate. This is because mainly they don't have a lot of time to find a candidate for, uh, for a role. Imagine right now we're going through a recession, everyone is looking for a job, everyone is applying, and the recruiter has to go through so many applications and find a right candidate. But the thing is, they don't have a lot of time to go through the amount of people. There is a lot of people that are applying for a job right now, a lot of uh, recruiters that are busy trying to find the right person, and they're trying to do this in the quickest time possible. Therefore, how are you going to persuade them in such a short amount of time that you're the most fitting candidate for the role? And something else that we have to take into consideration is that a lot of people are going to have a gap in their careers. So some might have it due to, well, in the past it was travel, now it is COVID. How are you going to explain this? Now, as Anna-Marie said, we all understand. And the best thing that you can really do is keep it positive. Don't try to use the words layoff or uh, pandemic, something that scares people off. Instead, say due to the circumstances, but in that time, I actually learned new skills. I developed myself. I learned new things. I'm eager and keep it positive. And for those without a lot of experience, it's recommended for you to add basically anything that you have achieved or have done that might somehow be interesting for the role. Maybe you did traineeship or maybe you volunteered on a project. Uh, maybe you just simply volunteer because you like to. Maybe you do something interesting in your free time. It is still something. It still teaches about who you are. The person on the other table has no clue. So whatever you write is going to be the first impression. And another topic that we covered was the difference between LinkedIn and a CV. A CV is your entire experience history with as much information as possible. And LinkedIn is kind of like the light version of it with the highlights. Uh, it's also used in combination with recommendations. So the more you have, the better. It's useful actually to just simply ask for a recommendation because it might help you, especially if you're a starter. And another personal tip that we got from Anna Marie was open a LinkedIn 
at an earlier time. So even if you're a student with no experience, just simply connect with uh, with your classmates. You never know where they're going to end up in the future. And maybe in the future, somehow they're going to help you with scoring a new job or getting into a new opportunity that you never thought you were going to get into. Do that and keep your snowball effect rolling. Oh, and one more tip before I forgot. Something new that I learned for myself is that guys don't usually put as much attention to grammar as girls. And this is something that recruiters are also looking for. So I would probably start looking for grammar mistakes in my CV. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in. This has been Radian and Eric with our guest Anna Marie. Until next time.